this is a series on the Catechism of the Global Methodist Church. We did an intro video last week, but this is a, a series that's intended not just for children, but especially for adults. In fact, I would say it's more important for adults to watch than their children. Adults are the primary, especially parents, the primary religious instructors of their children, and I don't want to deprive anyone of that. The intent of the series is just to familiarize adults with the content here, uh, and children. Children can watch this, but I want adults and children talking over this stuff in your homes. And uh, to, to model one way to talk to children, I'm joined today by my daughter, Susanna Rickman. Susanna, say hey to everybody. Hello. How are you doing this morning? I am very good. What What were you doing when I came and got you? Uh, I was playing in the dirt with my brother and sister. The, I was told you found some cool stuff in the dirt. What was it? Grubs for the chickens. Yeah, yeah. Who was digging? Me, Jesse, and Clementine. Okay, so all three of you were digging, and you found grubs, and then was it just one of you that took it over, or were all of you taking it over? The grubs? Yeah. Well, Jesse got six grubs before we even came over, and he fed those to the chickens, and then I found two grubs at the same time, and I took those to the chickens. I don't think... Clementine got in me, though. Do we have fat, happy chickens? Yes. Yeah, and they make us some eggs, not as many as we would like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, we, uh, you know, Susie, that's where her head has been, but Susie has a brain that's loves thinking about the Lord, loves praising the Lord, and this catechism was made uh, for kids like her. It's also made for people who are not thinking a lot about the Lord, but they would do well to learn more. So we're going to start at the beginning. We're going to cover one question each week, and God will be glorified and we will be edified. Amen? In fact, let's pray. Lord, we ask that you would be with Susanna in this time as she receives spiritual encouragement. Pray that your blessing upon anyone who chooses to, to spend time with us here, and that uh, people would grow in knowledge, not just in knowledge, but love of you, Father, and that you would bless the Global Methodist Church as they point people towards scriptural holiness throughout the land. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so Susanna, uh, last week we've already read over question one. We haven't talked about it yet, and we have a lot more talking to do for years to come, but I figured we would read over the question. I would have you read it. Then we'd cover basic meanings and, and uh, questions about it. Then we'd go through the scriptures and talk a little bit more about what it means. Does that sound good to you? Yes, sir. Okie dokie. All right, well, why don't you look at the screen and read the question and answer to everybody. So question one is, do you believe in God? And the answer is, yes, I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. Okay, so uh, it'd be hard for you to put that in your own words, but do you personally believe in God, Susanna? Yes, sir. Okay. So when you say that you believe in God, tell me about the God you believe in. I believe in the God of God, Lord of Lord, King of King. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he sits at the top of every chain. He is, he is. Well, I'll let you put it in your own words. Let's let's look at some of these words in here. Um, he is God the Father. What it, what does it mean when we call him a father? He is our protector. And he takes 
very good care of us. He loves us very much. Yeah, tell me, um, do you have a, a worldly father? Yes, you. Yeah, me. Okay. <laughs> so did your father make you? No. I didn't make you? You did not make me. <laughs> God formed me in Mama's belly. <laughs> did I have anything to do with that whatsoever? Yes. Okay. Uh, so um, let's let's turn back to the question here. I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty Maker of heaven and earth. Now, you are right. God made you. I'm not a magician. I don't create... But there, there is a thing that fathers do. A father and a mother together create a child. God creates us, you, using your father and mother. So when we talk about God as creator of heaven and earth, we're talking about the fact that he, like a father, has created everything that you see. That all makes sense to you. <laughs> Maybe you could talk for a minute about that word almighty. What do you think that word means? Almighty, I don't think I've ever noticed it before like this, but almighty, as mm. two words combined, almighty, as he's the most mighty king, God, Lord, ever. So one of the words, one of the, and parents is an important thing to know as well, when you're defining a word, you can't use the word in the word. So if mighty is in the word, you can't use it to define the word. So maybe you could tell me what mighty means or what might is. Might is you're very powerful. Good. And fierce. Ooh, fierce. That's fun. You think of fierce when you think of mighty? Okay. Well, I, I don't... So uh, powerful and then um, uh, strong. What about that? Would that fit? Yes, very okay. strong. So God is the creator of all that is seen and unseen. Is there stuff in the world that we can't see? Yes, sir. Tell me about it. So in the Bible it says that our eyes are blinded. I know it sounds weird, but they are blinded by Satan. Mm. And it says in the coming of the Lord, the day of judgment... We will see the um, heavens, and there's a hymn where at the end of a verse, it goes like this, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. So that means like the clouds will come back, and it also says that the Lord will come down on clouds, on the clouds. The Clouds, no, the sun shall come down, and the Lord will descend. Even so, it is well, well with my soul. soul. It is well. It is well. Okay, yeah, good. So you remember that. So we are told that there is a future day where we will see the spiritual realms. Everybody will see it. But for right now, there is a spiritual realm that is hidden, right? Mm-hmm. So can't, even though we can't see it, does that mean it's not real? No. Okay, so it is real? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else to be said about that? And the heavens weren't even created in the beginning. Well, it was before time that God was there. Mm. So the heavens and the earth were just darkness. And it says in the Bible, the darkness hovered over the waters of the deep. It says 
the spirit hovered over the the deep, not the darkness, but everything was formless and void, it says, and then God said, let there be light. So we'll actually read that story now. If you noticed, friends, there was um, a series of citations on the bottom of that screen, and so we're going to read through the scriptural citations now and uh, see what else we can glean about this fundamental belief in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, maker of all things seen and unseen. I forget exactly. We'll, we'll memorize it between now and next week, and then I'll quiz you on it. Okay. Let's, um, let's look at the first reading. I'll do this, this first long one, and then you can do the short ones after. Is that a deal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the first one. This is Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 31. Y'all pay attention. This is the very beginning of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. I guess we had some copy and paste issue there. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding fruit tree yielding fruit, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth, and the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. 
And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to every thing that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. That was a long reading. Mm-hmm. I know I, I tripped up a little bit, but have you heard this story before? Yes, sir. I'm already in Psalms. Okay, so you've read the Bible on your own. Have you? Uh, I was hoping you could talk a little bit about the environment here in the church where you've heard that story. You don't remember where else we've talked about it? In worship, of course. Okay, we've read about it in worship. Is there any other place where we've read through Genesis 1? That's funny. In the children's ministry, that's where we started, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we've read through that with a group of kids, and so why do you think that story is important? So, you know that God created everything that you see, and so you can be grateful for, oh, God, thank you for my wonderful family, for this food, for this fruit, for these apple trees, so I can sit in the summer. So you're picking on, it it is good to be thankful for all the things that God has created. He's created everything that we see, right? Mm -hmm. But also the story, when we're talking about the first question is, do you believe in God? And the answer is, yeah, yes, I, I believe in God. There is a God. And then you want to know about this God. And so in the answer, it tells us that he is a father. He's created all these things. And so as you want to know what kind of father it is that we have, how he creates, he separates things. He creates things in order to flourish and multiply and grow and uh, live. So do we have a loving father in heaven? Yes, sir. Okay, so we talked about Almighty, so He is powerful, right? Mighty and powerful. Okay, and so um, the way that He created here is important to know about Him, and we're going to learn a lot more about Him. Let's do some more readings and, and figure out what else we can learn about God. Why don't you go ahead and read? Is this Abram or Abraham? It's Abram. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, and be thou perfect. Okay, very good. So Abram uh, was introduced to God. How did God describe himself? What was the, the describing word he used? 
Almighty. The Almighty God. So when we're saying that we believe in the Father Almighty, those words come from the Bible, don't they? Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, he introduced himself to Abram as the Almighty God, and then he told him that he should live a certain way. How, how should Abram and now we, the children of faith, how should we live before God? Did you catch those words? Walk before, before me. me. And be thou perfect. What does thou mean? You. Yeah, you. Okay, so he's saying you be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what do you think? We'll talk a lot more about this, but what do you think it means when God tells us to be perfect? He means read my Bible, obey me. Okay. Walk in faith with me. Okay, so what, what, what does perfect mean? What does the word perfect mean? It's nothing about it is ruined. Okay, so there there is no corruption. Everything is done perfectly. So as you're talking about reading your Bible, listening, obeying, that means doing it all the time, not screwing up, right? You use the word perfect in the meaning. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> Don't correct me. <laughs> but yeah, to 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 do these righteous uh, and, and to be righteous on the inside all the time and not screw up, right? That's what that would mean. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, are we able to do that? Yes. Okay, okay. We'll talk more about that, but I, I thought it was important to highlight that. Why don't you read this next reading to us? Um, and as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Okay, so what does that have to do with the catechism question? It says every, every man was afraid of God. Well, is that what it said in the catechism question? He said God was almighty. Okay, okay. There is a much more clear overlap. Look at the bottom there. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. You don't remember there being any overlap between heaven and earth? Oh, I... seen and unseen, of all things seen and unseen, the yeah. very last line. Good, okay, so it's talking about how, so in the ancient world, people had their gods, right? But their gods were not necessarily the top god, the god of gods, king of kings, lord of lords, you, the one you talked about, right? Mm -hmm. But the one that Christians serve through the first the Jews and now uh, through Christ is the creator of heaven and earth, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so here is the proof text. Here, we're getting the scriptures. How can the catechism make this claim that that God is lord of all, that he created the all heaven and earth, and the answer is well, it says so right here in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Can you read this one, Susie? It's a little long, but I think I you think can do I it. Can. <laughs> this is Psalm 8. Go ahead. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man? that thou art mindful of him, and the Son of Man, that thou visis, vi, 
visitest him, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. Good job, Susie. All right, were you able to understand much of that while you were reading it? It's saying, when I look at what have what you have created, mm-hmm. um, he's talking about Jesus Christ. Um, he's saying. He's put the, him a little lower from the angels, and he lays everything beneath his feet. It's good to hold on to these words. It is important to remember that the Psalms were written by King David, and he didn't know about Jesus Christ yet. So, But it is he is marveling at, Lord, it's amazing that you have chosen to treat us so well. You know, that, that uh, well, heck says, for a little while we've been made low, uh, you have made man a little lower than the angels, right? Mm-hmm. We're just a little lower than the angels, and you crowned us with glory and honor. You made us to have dominion over the works of your hands, and we just heard about that, right? In the creation story, God made all these things, and then he created humans in his image, male and female, and he put all things under our dominion. We get to be the boss in his stead. That's quite a good deal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's connect that, if we can, to the catechism question, in case you don't remember the answer. We believe in God the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. So this reference to Psalm 8, 3 through 8, is more answering this question of what does that have to do with us? God created it and has given it to us to rule in his stead. Does that make sense? Do you know what in his stead means? Mm-mm. That means in his place. So he's he's chosen, instead of ruling directly and saying, I, I'm going to do it all myself, y'all don't screw it up, he's given, a, he's given us a job to do. He has said, you are my image bearers, I've made you in my image, and so you do my work here. I created, I set the tone for how things should be in the world, now you continue to rule in the way that I have created, in the way that I am your father. So he's given us a job to do. Do you feel like you have a job? Everyone has a job. Yeah. Well, not a lot of people do their job, though, huh? Mm-hmm. So we, we as Christians, a big part of what we need to do is figure out how is God calling me to rule and reign here on earth, here and now? What do I call you sometimes? What's one of the pet names I call you? princess. Mm -hmm. And I call you that kind of as a joke because you're not Mm -hmm. royalty, but in a sense Mm -hmm. you are royalty because God has crowned you with glory and he's given you a job to be uh, his emissary here on earth, his ambassador here on earth. And that's why we're studying this stuff. It's so that you know 
what that means. So even if you don't feel like a princess, well, I think sometimes you do feel kind of like a princess, don't you? Only if I'm wearing my tiara. Uh huh. Yeah, you do. You have a tiara that you wear, and that's that's just fine. All right, let's go on to the next reading. Go ahead and do this one. Thus saith God the Lord, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, He that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. Any questions about that one? I was just going to say, in breath, I thought I had to stop because I was like, is that bread or breath? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so were you able to take the meaning of this passage in? Did you understand what it, what it said? God created the heavens, mm-hmm. stretched them out. Isn't that a fun picture? Uh-huh. He spread forth the earth and everything that came out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And he gives breath unto the people upon it and the spirit to them that walk therein. Mm-hmm. So who gave you your spirit? God. Yeah, God did. Now, who, who gave you the breath in your lungs, Susanna? God. Yeah, so God, I heard this quote one time, God gives us the very breath we use to sin. Isn't that quite a concept? Mm-hmm. And God's in the Bible, it says God gave us the breath of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've read Genesis chapter two, where God breathes life into Adam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the next reading. Go ahead. But to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in Him. And one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Okay, so this is in 1 Corinthians. You've actually heard me preach through this. I don't know if you were paying attention to this, but the section right before this, he talks about how other people believe in other gods, and a lot of people sacrifice food to other gods. And indeed, there are other gods, but to us, there is but one God, the Father. So that's where this yeah. language is coming from, yeah, the Father. Yeah, I think I remember that. So are there other gods, Susanna? Yes, but they're not true gods. Okay, how are they not true gods? They are made by human hands. Okay, so idols are, and you remember that. Are there other spiritual entities that um, have power? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes we call them demons, but they're also called powers, principalities, thrones, authorities. These are all words that are used, but they are smaller gods than our creator God, the Father, mm-hmm. but they are not our God. What's what's to be said about these, these other gods that are not God? I had one. Do we watch, have you ever watched a show or a movie with other gods that are not the Lord of heaven and earth? Which Which ones? Avatar the Last Airbender. Yeah, we've watched that. That has uh, heavenly powers that are not of the Lord. What other? What uh, have you watched? Anything else? Ooh, Encanto. 
Encanto? Does that have other gods in it? Uh, I didn't know that. It's got magic in it, at least. It does have magic. I was thinking of Pachamama. You remember uh, that movie? I hate... Well, yeah, that's pa- Pachamama. Okay. And then also Princess Mononoke. That has lots of different gods in it, right? And so there are other um, religions today that talk about other gods. Did you know that? Do you know about any other religions that t- worship other gods? It was Muslims? Yeah, Islam. Uh, Muslims follow Islam, and they think that they worship the true God of heaven and earth, yeah, but it's a different God than the one we worship. Mama told me that they say that we worship the same God as mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah, but they're confused. Mormons also, very similar. Uh, there are Hindus. They worship many gods. They, they have thousands of gods, and what's called a group of gods is called a pantheon. So there's, there's Hindus, then there's um, uh, Buddhists. The, some worship the Buddha, and then there are all kinds of uh, animistic uh, local religions around the world that will worship lots of different uh, gods and spiritual powers. Now, let's be clear. We've said it before. Let's say it again. Are there other spiritual entities that are like spiritual beings? Mm. Yeah. So, and is is it a sin to acknowledge that they exist? No. So what should we not do? What is a sin to do with these beings? Worship them. Absolutely. Very good. So whenever we say we believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, our Father God, we're not saying that no other gods exist. We're saying that he is the only one who deserves our loyalty, our worship, and our praise. And then what's the job of other spiritual beings? Do they have a job? Like the ones that are not bad? Yeah, well, what what makes them bad? What does it take to be bad? Satan. Well, that's one of the bad ones. But these these spiritual beings, to be bad, they have to take glory away from God. What's a What's a spiritual being called that takes glory away from God. Sometimes people make figures of these other gods. What are those called? Recite recite the first two commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. Don't touch that. You shall not make for yourself an idol. There it is, an idol. So... An idol is what people in other cultures, it's a little figure that they make that corresponds with another spiritual being, a god. So that's why, and then we've been told we should not make images of God, right? You shall not make for yourself an idol is is pretty darn clear. So there are bad ones that try and take glory and worship away from God, and then there are good ones that their job is to bring us closer to God. Now, does that mean we should pray to those beings? No. No. We pray to God. We, we, we Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray directly to God. But those other spiritual beings are mobilized by God to bring us closer to God. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't we read another scripture? Uh, you okay. go ahead. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. What, what do we say in Oklahoma instead of you all? We say y'all, right? 
Yeah. Y'all. Y'all. So he's saying there's only one father of all y'all. You ever heard someone say all y'all? So we, there are many different spiritual realities, but there's only one creator God who's created heaven and earth, and he is God, the father of all. So, Or you can call it all of you. All of you? Yeah, I don't... That mm, All of All y'all's you. just better. So, but let, let's be clear. Are there lots of different gods that are all the same rank to our God, or is there only one God that sits at the top? Only one God who okay. sits at the top. Very good. Okay. How about you read that next one to us then? For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day I have begun gotten thee and again I will be to him a father and he shall be a son to me a son okay good this is kind of a weird one because he's making the case for how special the son Jesus is but we haven't talked about the son yet I think what it's picking on is the fact that he is the father of Christ Jesus so he's not just our father he's the father of the son. Now, that's more confusing than I think is helpful because was Jesus ever was there ever a time when Jesus did not exist? No. Okay, so he's co-eternal with the Father. Mhm. But some people must some people think that Jesus was born that's when he was created, but that's only when he took on human flesh. Very good. Form. Very good. I'm proud of you. Okay, so Jesus is the eternal word. He has no beginning. The Father did not create him. Jesus is not a created being, right? And Jesus means Savior. Yeah, very good. Okay. So the main thing I'm picking on here is even though God is the Father of all, he's even the Father of Jesus, he's not the creator of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Father in that sense is a status. He is the one who takes the Father position over the Son so far as the loving relationship between Father, Son, and Spirit. Yeah, and all of them together are called the Trinity. Very good. Okay. Let's um, turn to the next reading then from Revelation. Go ahead. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Okay, we're saying... God is worthy to receive honor and glory and power from us, right? He deserves these things. Why? Because he created everything. And we were created for his pleasure, right? So have you ever created anything? Yes, but all things hold together through him. (laughs) Through Christ, that's right. But what I'm talking about is, um, okay, if you made something— but then your brother or sisters tried to take it from you, would they be right to do that? Mm-mm. Why? Because you made it. Mm-hmm. When you make something, it's yours, mm-hmm. unless you give it to someone else. God made the heavens and the earth, all that is seen and unseen. He made it all. It's his. So he deserves it. He deserves to be praised by us because he made us, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Bridget made me something, and I paid my only dollar, and then I gave it to my siblings. 
Okay, so it's, well, and that fits the metaphor too, because God, even though he made creation, he doesn't jealously guard it from us, rather he entrusts it to us. We are stewards, we're not owners. He owns everything, but he entrusts it to us, and we rule in his stead like we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So your generosity with that money is in some sense corresponding with God who has entrusted you with the things in your life. He shares because he is gracious and good, right? Yeah. Let's read the Articles of Religion. I very much like the Articles of Religion. We're going to—these are—so the United Methodist Church, denomination most global Methodists came out of, was a, a combination between the Methodist Church and the Evangelical United Brethren Church, and they both had confessions that overlap with this. So I'll read, I'll read this one, and you'll read the next one, okay? So this is from the Articles of Religion of the Methodist Church. This is Article 1. There is but one living and true God, everlasting, without body or parts, of infinite power, wisdom, and goodness, the maker and preserver of all things, both visible and invisible. And in unity of this Godhead, there are three persons, of one substance, power, and eternity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Susanna, is there anything to say about any of this? Did you notice any overlap with what we heard in the catechism? Both visible and invisible. Very good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it talk about how he created everything? Yeah, maker of everything, preserver of everything, that's even better. Do you know what preserver means or preserve? When mama preserves something, what does she do? She makes it so it doesn't rot, okay? So, they used to use spices to keep meat from rotting because they didn't have refrigerators. Okay, yeah. So when Jesus says uh, we are the salt of the earth, that means that we are keeping the earth from going bad, right? So preserving is something that God does. It keep, he keeps things from falling apart, rotting, going bad. This world would, would fall apart in a moment without him. There are a lot of other things in this statement that we could talk about, but I can tell you're getting a little bit tired. How about we go on to the next one? Read, read this one to everybody. The Confession of Faith of the... Of Evangelical United Brethren Church. Okay. Article 1. We believe in the one true, holy, and living God, eternal spirit, who is creator, sovereign, and preserver of all things visible and invisible. He is infinite in power, wisdom, justice, goodness, and love, and rules with gracious regard for the well-being and salvation of men. To the glory of his name, we believe in the one God reveals himself as a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Distinct? Distinct, but inspirable. Inseparable. That means you can't separate them. Separable. Eternally, one in essence and power. So it's saying that God is one, even though he is also three. That's the mystery of the Trinity. So both articles talked about how God is three and one. In the articles of religion, it talked about um, the Godhead, and that's the notion. The Godhead is the oneness of the Trinity. So that's all the readings we have to look at today. There are a lot more words in those articles that we could look at, but the main thing for us today is just an introduction to the God that Christians worship. 
So if you pretend there's a little girl comes up to you your age and says, Susanna, I hear you're a Christian. What kind of God do you guys worship? What would you say? I would say I worship the one true God. He, uh, he cannot be, he was, he's above all God. And, uh, and we've talked about a lot of things. It's hard to hold. So you don't have to say it all. You don't have to say it all. Well, let's just pretend. Um, okay, we've got the uh, catechism question that we just said. That gives you some language for it. So remind yourself what's on this catechism card. You can look at it. You can read it. And then put it in your own words as you explain it to this imaginary girl that I've told you about. So look at me and pretend I'm a little girl. Little Susanna, what kind of God do you believe in? (laughs) Well, I believe in the one true God. He's the father of all, maker of all. Mm-hmm. He loves everyone. Mm. He created everyone. Mm. Everything you see, everything is held together by him. Wow. If if you if God was not here, mm-hmm. everything would fall would be destroyed in an instant. Okay. Okay, you gave me more than the catechism question did, and that's just fine, because when you tell someone about this, it leads to more questions, more answers. Uh, The only thing left that I knew we needed to talk about is, are there any people who don't believe in God? Yes. Okay, tell me about them. Well, they can be idolaters. Okay, so they believe in other gods, so they don't follow and worship the one true God. They they follow another heavenly being that's in rebellion to God. And Go I, ahead. I think some people are confused which God is the one true God, so they don't know which God to worship. So there, and I don't know, we've talked to you a lot about this, but there are people called atheists. That means they don't believe in God. They don't believe in any gods. They don't believe in an unseen world. They don't believe in spiritual realities. They believe all there is is things that you can see, taste, and touch. So they think people like me and you are, are crazy. They think they think that um, we we are superstitious and we believe in all these imaginary things. They'll make fun of us, calling us uh, we worship our sky daddy, you know. And uh, to that we say, yeah, we have a father who's in heaven, and you do too, whether you know it or not. So um, when when I'm teaching you these things, I remember as a child I thought everybody believed in God. I thought, how could you not believe in God? It's so obvious. Who do you think, where did all this stuff come from? God made it. But there are a lot of people who look at all this stuff and they think, it's just random. It just came about. Nobody created it. Nobody made it happen. Nobody's holding it all together. And we Christians, we believe that God made it all, that he's holding it all together, and it all belongs to him. We belong to him, and we are ruling this world on behalf of him. It's very different from what people believe who don't know Jesus. So that's the thing. As we go through this, I want you seeing that Christians believe things that are very different from the world around us. So people people around us either believe in other gods or they don't believe in any gods at all, and we believe there is one God 
the Father, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. And you are ready to be done for today. I can tell it. You're yawning now. I can't believe I bored you that bad. So let's not, and let's make sure I have enough time for my violin lesson. Okay. Yeah. We'll go to that next. All right. Well, that's, that closes us off for today. I hope it's been helpful for you to think through and how it is that you're going to, to own this for yourself. I'll quiz her at the beginning of next week's episode and uh, it'll be a quiz for you too. Go ahead and try and memorize it. There's 70-some questions. It's going to take us a while to go through all this, and we're going to do our best to, to shove it all in our brains and have it be language that then we use for um, uh, our conversations with other people because there's no point having this information if we don't transmit it to others. So, Susanna, thank you for helping me transmit this information on the Internet. You're welcome. We'll uh, be back at it again next week. Any other closing words to say before we cut things off for today? Well... I hope that you will see future thing, future uh, episodes and think, I need to do this with my kids. Very good. You have been so encouraged. All right, God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.